Welcome back to Cliff and Kendall's All-Night Halloween Episode Festival. Up next, the seventh, I mean, eighth time Cliff and Kendall and the whole gang encountered you-know-who. This time, there's a deadly game of cat and mouse, and no one gets out happy. That's right, it's Hillbilly Willy 8 Halloween of Doom. And this time, Hillbilly Willy just might take over the world. Please stand by for a pre-recorded message from the Prince of Darkness himself, Satan. Well, hello there. I am Satan, and I'm afraid I have some dreadful news to share. Seems you've been doing very much wrong in the world, and I'm here to punish you for said wrongs. And the best way to punish you is to force you to listen to this terrifyingly torturous tale regarding Cliff and Candle and the demon-possessed pig farmer known as Hillbilly Willer. <laughs> It all began well past 10 p.m. on a stormy night in late October in a spooky old abandoned Walgreens on the outskirts of the North Busheltown Woods. The old abandoned Walgreens had for several years been a secret satanic sanctuary, oh I love that, to a group of cult members that worshipped Hillbilly Willer. And of course you all know who Hillbilly Willer is, right? The demon-possessed pig farmer from the North Busheltown Woods? The monster man that goes out looking for his pigs most every night? Kills the folks in his way from sunset through daylight? And you must know late October is his busiest period. There's even a folk song people in Busheltown sing about him. Once there was a farmer in the North Busheltown Woods Made his money growing corn and selling off dry goods. But what he loved the most was his pigs, yes he did really. He loved them more than he should, that old hillbilly willy. He loved those pigs more than his wife, so everybody said. So it's no wonder that she took the preacher to her bed. What happened when he found them, I know it may sound real silly. But a horde of demons went and possessed old hillbilly willy. Now he's in the woods looking for his pigs most every night. Kills the folks in his way from sunset through daylight. He murdered some guy yesterday, boy, it was a real dilly. So watch out or he'll get to you, old hillbilly willy. Now don't get between a drove of pigs and their man. Watch out for those demons, too, they're all over this land. And if it's a late October night and the air's a little chilly, listen for the crazy laughter of hillbilly willy. Watch out or he might just get a little killy That demon-possessed big farmer
Inside the decaying walls of the old abandoned Walgreens, a group of masked men in robes stood in a circle around a dark altar. One man held a stack of papers above his head and stepped inside the circle. Can someone tell me what I hold in my hand? Good cult brothers, that was a trick, and you all remember that you've taken a vow of silence. No one but I, the leader of this chapter of the cult devoted to worshiping the all-powerful demon master, Hillbilly Willie, am allowed to speak during official cult business. In my hand, I hold directions I printed from the internet. Directions that will bring the entire city of Busheltown to its knees. Which is the correct position from which to worship Hillbilly Willie according to these directions. Do not dismay, cult brothers. This is all part of your leader's plan. Stand firm and flee not. Alright, you boys, break it up. I thought I done told you to clear out of this old abandoned Walgreens. You've been playing Dance Dance Revolution and drinking Bud Light Platinums long enough. Time to go. Now, why don't y'all skedaddle? Our skedaddling days are over, Sheriff Frogblast. What you got in your hand there? In one hand, I hold directions. Well, I can see that. And in the other... That looks like... Oh! 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 Believe it or not, things were about to become more horrific inside the old abandoned Walgreens. But for the sake of dramatic tension, we now move to the small building behind radio station KBSH in downtown Busheltown. Not so very long before, it had been a garden shed, but as of this scarifying night, it was a studio that housed the two obese hosts of Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. <laughs> a talk show that KBSH Ride 99 aired at 4am on Sunday morning. Inside the small studio, Cliff and Candle were hosting not a talk show, but a seance. Sister, can you ask Tyler's ghost where he left my West Wing Season 7 DVDs? His spirit is in the room, Kendall. You could just ask him yourself. Tyler, do you know where you left my Season 7 West Wing DVDs? I really want to watch the episode Bon Jovi was in. Plus all that stuff with Santos on the campaign trail was gold! Tyler? I'm sorry. Um, Tyler said something about having to go meet with Abe Lincoln and Bob Marley to Hotbox with John the Baptist and his spirit left. Dang it! He left because you bored him. Only Kendall could bore a ghost to death. <laughs> now, boys, don't start fighting. It's been a fine seance. The weather's nice and autumnal. All the jack-o'-lanterns Austin carved are lit. Seance etiquette tells us even if the spirits leave, we can still have a pleasant time. Well said, dear. Oh, Mrs. Snodbottom, I don't need your yes, dears. I still haven't forgiven you for sending Funky away on that relaxing autumn vacation for toddlers. 
dear, she's safely staying at the Smackover Sands Hotel with all the other toddlers from a preschool class. Why, we even sent Crockpot along to keep an eye on our dear baby girl. Sending away a toddler on an autumn vacation? I've never heard of such! It's really Kendall's fault. He's the one who showed Mr. Snodbottom that brochure. You handed me the brochure! To throw away! I don't know if it will make any of you feel any better, but I had a vision just a few seconds ago of Funky returning home happily in just a schedule with what's the name of Funky's nanny Cuisinart? Crockpot. That's right. So really there's no reason to worry about Funky. Finally a worry-free Halloween. Maybe we can watch Ernest Scared Stupid in peace for once. Wait. Does anyone else feel that? Sister Mary Mildred, you're the only one who's a psychic nun. Candleboy, I believe I feel a terrible chill in the air. But you also believe it's okay to see a toddler away on vacation. Oh, wait, I feel it too. What's going on? What does it all mean, sister girl? I'm afraid it means a new spirit has entered the room. <gasps> what is it, sister? The new spirit is... is... the ghost of Sheriff Frog Blast. Sister, it cannot be! It is. Oh! Oh! oh. Sister dear, how did it happen? Sheriff Frogblast says he was killed as part of some kind of ritual. It happened in an old abandoned Eckert's Rite Aid? Walgreens? That's it. His spirit says he doesn't have long. He's being pulled toward a doorway to another dimension. Oh my. (gasps) He says there's a plot that will affect all of Busheltown. We're all doomed unless... Unless what? Cliff, don't interrupt to ask unless what. She was just about to tell us. We're all doomed unless... Unless... I'm sorry. He's gone. Sheriff Frogblast's soul has left this plane of existence and will never, ever return. How come Sheriff Frogblast can't return but we can still talk to Tyler's ghost? It's all very complicated. That explains it. I can't believe Sheriff Frogblast is dead. It seems like only yesterday we were co-chairing the policeman's ball committee. And it seems like only yesterday he was leaving that parking ticket on Kendall's car. That was only yesterday. The no parking sign was completely covered by that swarm of bees. How am I the wrong one on that? Candleboy, you're being very disrespectful of the dead. (laughs) Shouldn't someone contact the authorities? I'll do it. The police station is on my way back to the orphanage. Thank you, Sister Mary Mildred, dear. At least we know this Halloween can't get any worse. But of course Cliff was wrong. In fact, he was wronger than usual. Halloween would get much worse for Cliff and Candle and their friends, and for every citizen of Bushel Town. <laughs> their lives began to worsen the very next day. It was a stormy morning in late October, and Cliff was in therapy. And so that's why everyone hates me, Dr. Blathers. Dr. Blathers. <laughs> I'm just trying to, to open this clasp on your file. Here. Oh, thank you. So, uh, you were talking about why nobody can stand you. Are you sure that's my file? It's as thick as a phone book. Remember how thick those used to be? Oh, it's your file. No other patient have as many pictures of Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh. Now this photo here. That one of Jake and Nightcrawler? 
A movie for which he was brutally snubbed by the Academy for an Oscar nomination. Oh, breathe. <laughs> breathe. Remember, we worked on that. What are you living for? I'm living for love. I'm living for love. Oh, nice work. Now this photo here, uh, of this actor kneeling next to a chalk outline, it reminds me of something that I heard just before you came in. It was, uh, it was from a deputy. Uh, there was a tragedy last night, and it seems they found Sheriff Frogblast's body in an abandoned Walgreens. Then it's all true. And the worst part is, before he died, he was electrocuted with a cattle prod. Oh, God. And his body was drained of all the blood, as though a vampire had gotten to him. Although we all know vampires don't exist. Although some do say outer space vampires exist. But those who have been in the presence of outer space vampires have always said to forget such an experience. Well, then who done it? No one knows. The Walgreens was as cleaned out except for the dehydrated corpse of Sheriff Frogblast. Dr. Blathers, if this is true, we're all doomed. Oh, I highly doubt it. Now, if you'll just take this bill out to the receptionary, my receptionist, Alstacia, will get you all settled. Here, let me staple your bill to, to your patient ID card. Oh, oh my, I, se I seem to have stapled my necktie to your pants. Doomed, <laughs> yes. Doom was certainly in the air. Cliff rushed out of Dr. Blather's reception area and into the building next door. Welcome to the food mart. What took you so long? I've been standing here by the brownie mixes for ten minutes. We're doomed! No, we're not. Look, they have the triple chocolate fudge chunk brownies that come with their own hot strawberry caramel dipping sauce. Then buy them already. And I don't mean we're brownie doomed. We're doomed doomed. What? Dr. Blathers said they found Sheriff Frogblast's body in the old abandoned Walgreens last night. We knew that. The deputies don't know who killed him, but he died during a ritual at the abandoned Walgreens. Who performs rituals there? Hello? Oh, Kendall, dear. I think Mr. Sunbottom and I have cracked the case of who killed Sheriff Frogblast. It must have been members of that hillbilly willy worshipping cult. I was just about to come to that conclusion. Thank you for being a friend. Hello? I know! What do we do now? What now? Ha! <laughs> Excellent query. Cliff and Kendall did the only thing they knew how. Brownies are done. Okay, move that magazine stand and pick up that stack of bath towels so I can open the oven door. One good thing is your whole apartment smells like brownies now. You mean instead of fish? You're the one always bringing up the odor of the fish hatchery downstairs. You're the one always bringing up your sense of smell. I just meant since it's a studio apartment, the whole place smells like brownies now. Oh, so now you point out how I live in a tiny studio apartment where the bed is inches from the stove, which is inches from the shower, which always gets the sofa wet no matter how tightly I hold the shower curtain against my big fat ass. I was just talking about brownies. Sorry, I just think I'm on edge because it's obvious the hillbilly willy cult killed Sheriff Fogblast and they're out to destroy the town or something. That is horrible. And I think the only way to get through this is to deny it all and watch Ernest Scared Stupid while we eat these brownies. Good Halloween point. Life is so short. Just look at Sebastian and Topher, Tyler, that UPS guy, that old millionaire hillbilly Willie killed last Christmas. And Sheriff Frogblast. Mm, so many dead people. Who could that be? I'm not sure. You're almost everybody I know. Do you think it's a cult member come to do something horrible with or in the name of hillbilly Willie? 
It is an afternoon in late October. Sometimes, if there's a knock, I just stand still until they leave. I think we should open it. Your funeral. Hi, anybody at home interested in having a cleaner toilet seat? You know there are over 10 million germs living on your toilet seat right now. 10 million. I've got a cleaner so intense, however... I'm too poor to care about how many germs I have. I hate these door-to-door salespeople. God. All right, let's just start earnest. Ooh, pause the movie for a second. What is it? I thought I just heard something. Like what? A a demon-possessed pig farmer? No, uh, something in your closet. There isn't room for anything in that closet. It's jammed full of clothes I'm too fat for and Rosie O'Donnell show memorabilia. Are you sure there isn't room for a really skinny cult member? Positive. Then it's even worse. Worse? If we can talk to ghosts at the studio... Oh, God, then why can't one be in my closet? Oh, God! Maybe if we free it, it will fly off like Sheriff Frogblast Ghost. Why is every Halloween so scary? We have to do it now. It's getting mad. Do you have a holy Bible we can hold or something? No, um, here, you hold this Dolly Parton Christmas CD and I'll keep my hand on this Madonna Like a Prayer lithograph hanging here by my inspirational Harry Styles poster. Will these work? They're the holiest things I have. Okay, I'll just reach over and open the closet door now. Anything? Nothing yet. Did it get colder? I don't think so, but I ate so much pizza buffet before we came here I might not notice. Look inside. I don't see any... Oh my god, it was a cat! Oh my god, when did you get a cat? I didn't. I forgot, that's a fish herding cat from the fish hatchery downstairs. He prowls the tank so the fish don't jump out. He's gotten in before through a hole behind the bathtub. How did you get in through the closet, though? You forgot? I thought it was a demon in the closet! Relax, just open the door to the hallway and he'll leave. What's that noise? Looks like you have a new neighbor moving in next door. Well, I hope they don't suck as much as the people who just moved out. How did they suck? I don't even want to get into it, but if someone doesn't want to hear Madonna's flawless album Rebel Heart played five or six times a day, every day, forever, then it is they who have a problem and not me. 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 <laughs> How diluted can one get? Of course Cliff had a problem, and so did Candle, and so did each and every citizen of Busheltown. They all had a life-threatening problem. Just exactly what that problem was would be revealed in time, but for the moment it merely lingered in the air like a heavy storm cloud. It was long about midnight as Cliff lay in bed, tossing and turning. Oh... I shouldn't have eaten that second batch of Halloween cupcakes tonight. I'll never get to sleep with all this food pain. I'll just meditate until I doze off like Felicia Swan said to on Channel 81. One Jake Gyllenhaal. Two Jake Gyllenhaal. We call on you, old demon master. We have almost everything we need. And then this whole town will be yours. Oh, God, where's that coming from? We already sacrificed the sheriff and drained him of all his blood just to impress you, Dark Lord of the North Busheltown Woods. We now sacrifice to you, oh, immortal demon master, this shoebox full of lice. Cult brothers, you may applaud our success. (gasps) 
Am I hearing this because I have some sort of connection in my head to Hillbilly Willie because he possessed me last Halloween? Are we linked like Harry Potter and Voldemort? Oh, great, Hillbilly Willie. You shall again have your pigs, and they shall oink by thine side as thy ruleth Busheltown, and then Smackover, and then Gasville, and then the world. <gasps> Not the world. Madonna lives there. Yes, yes, truly no one was safe from the evils of Hillbilly Willow. The next day at the studio, Cliff told the torturous tale to his terrified friends. Soon after they mentioned world domination, I realized the voice was not in my head because when I moved away from the bed, I couldn't hear it as well. Then... Then I remembered a morning way back in February. I was standing by the sink watching the Oscar nominations, and I had become enraged when I saw Jake Gyllenhaal brutally snubbed by the Academy live on television. I was so furious at the snubbing that I picked up the toaster, and I threw it with all my might across the apartment. And it slammed into the wall above my bed and knocked out a huge chunk of plaster. I was hearing the voice through the crater in the wall where the toaster hit. The Colt brothers must have been right next door. <laughs> Oh, my. Heavens, bud. My sweet dear Mr. Stoddbottom, I forgive you for sending Funky away on that relaxing autumn vacation for toddlers. At least she's safe. No. Remember, Mrs. Putter Butter Butter Churn? They said first bushel down and then smack over. <laughs> no. What will we do? Those people I saw moving in the other day were the cult members. Yes. But wait, I don't remember any crater in the wall. It's covered by a poster of... Jake Gyllenhaal, we get it. You love Jake Gyllenhaal. No, booger lips. The crater is behind my inspirational Harry Styles poster. It's supposed to inspire me to be thin and 21 somehow. <laughs> Cliff, dear, I'm afraid you're wasting all your time talking about these Hollywood hunks. We've got to do something. I have a toddler to think about. Oh, <laughs> Mrs. Butter 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 Churn, I love you when you're being a ferocious mother, dear. I have an idea. Maybe we could, um... Uh, okay, give me a second. Cliff and Kendall and their friends planned all day long, and that night they gathered in the place where part one of their plan was about to begin. What time did you say you heard them last night? It was long about midnight. Well, it's 11.55. Shouldn't be long now. Give me some more of that Halloween stakeout party mix. That sounds good, boy. I think I'll have a bit more as well. Well, should you, dear? You know how the right chips in the party mix affect your bowels. <laughs> of course, dear. I'll pick around those. What makes it Halloween stakeout party mix? The black and orange M&Ms and the fact that we're on a stakeout. You know, boy, this apartment isn't so bad. You must show us the rest of it after we collect the information we've been waiting for. <laughs> Mr. Snodbottom, remember, we've been here before, dear. It's a studio apartment, which means everything's in the same room. This is it. That's why the couch is next to the dishwasher. Oh, I see. At least I remember not to mention the terrible odor of fish that permeates the air, courtesy of the hatchery downstairs. I'll take some more party mix, boy. Are you sure they won't hear us next door? I think the unique shape of the crater in the wall is what makes us able to hear them and keeps them from hearing us. Sounds very scientific. Wait, I think I hear something. We meet again, cult brothers. To glorify the name of the all-powerful demon master, Hillbilly Willie. After our sacrifice of those lice last night, I know Hillbilly Willie must be real pleased. All of his pigs had lice, so he loves them. Now, my silent cult brothers, raise your hands if you found any of these final ingredients 
for summoning our demon-possessed pig farmer lord. A pound of horse meat? Very good, cult brother Stuart. I just hope all you cult brothers understand the importance of these ingredients. One mistake, and he might not come at all. And if he's displeased, he certainly won't follow through with our plan to doom the whole town. Of course, our plan to doom the whole town begins with... He's about to tell us the plan. I know! Shut up! Once we have summoned Hillbilly Willie to this place, this apartment above the fish hatchery, we will all go downstairs. And then, Hillbilly Willie will possess each and every fish in those tanks down there with a demon. And when the fish have become demon-possessed, they will be sold to supermarkets and restaurants. They'll be chopped up and eaten, and those that eat them will become... Possessed! Dear God, we ate at Red Lobster this afternoon! Oh my! Well, Cliff and I would be spared since we're big fat vegetarians. And cult brothers, hear me now! Even those snooty vegetarians will become demon-possessed, as all other food that is near the demon-possessed fish will also become demonic. No one is safe. (laughs) It's the perfect plan, as long as we get these remaining ingredients. Okay, we need a... Quick, somebody write this down. So far, Cliff and Kendall's plan was working perfectly. So far, the group reconvened in Cliff's apartment again the following day to carry out step two. Okay, is everybody ready? Yes, dear, I think we have everything. And Cliff, you're sure they're home? Somebody's over there. I had my ear pressed against Harry Styles' nipples all morning, and I heard muttering and walking around. And I think they watched Rachel Ray for a while. Oh, this has turned out to be another frightening Halloween after all. I I don't know why, but I was positive it would pass with nothing paranormal occurring. You should have known better than that, Mr. Snodbottom. Just because we're not out on tour or putting on a big Halloween live show, Troubles always find us in Halloween. Troubles, spelled H-I-L-L-B-I-L-L-Y-W-I-L-L-Y. Perhaps I should sprinkle around some of this holy toilet water. Austin, get the door. All right. Oh, no. Oh, no! Charles the contractor, you're late! Hi! Sorry about that, everybody. I can't stay and do this whole anti-demon mission or whatever. I gotta go get my dog tested for canine herpes. I found him humping on a dead raccoon the other day. Oh, uh, sorry to hear about your predicament, boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, predicament. Uh, Here's that bag of stuff you wanted. uh, All right, happy Halloween! Halloween isn't even until tomorrow! Where's the etiquette? <gasps> oh, it's getting late. We gotta get this plan into action. Kendall, can we really save this Halloween? If we can save Halloween, we can save the world. You didn't answer my question. After some other irrelevant dialogue, it was decided that Kendall would be the first to put on a disguise and then walk down the hall dressed as a door-to-door salesman. He would knock on the door of the apartment next door and attempt to sell them counterfeit spell ingredients. And if their ingredients are faulty, they're planned to possess the fish and then the people of Busheltown will fail. You got it. You understand the plan. Let me make sure I got this straight. Just go, sell the neighbors these chicken bones that Charles the contractor spent all morning sucking clean and then come back and have a Halloween cupcake. I do like that second part. Even though I'm slimming down, I'm still a big fat pig at heart. (laughs) 
And so Kendall walked down the hall, wearing a hat and a bushy moustache. Kendall had once donned this same moustache in an effort to fool Cliff and Mr. Snodbottom into thinking he was a guest booked for a long-forgotten episode of their talk show. <laughs> Kendall now hoped that moustache would help save Busheltown from demon possession. Maybe there's no one there. Damn it. Excuse me? Damn it! Are you tired of paying outrageous prices for raven bones? Everybody needs a good supply of raven bones in their cupboard for all kinds of various household activities. Raven bones? You don't say. I have a fresh bag right here. It's a uh, $1.99 per gallon bag. Daddy is a low price. Suspiciously low. Well, they're on sale. Halloween special. Normally, they're much pricier. Kendall returned to Cliff's apartment moments later, out of breath, but also, thankfully, out of chicken bones. Then, one by one, each of the costumed Cliff and Kendall gang went down the hall and peddled their airsots inventory. Good evening, sir. I, I was wondering if anyone at home would be interested in these charming candles I'm selling. <laughs> I seem to have an abundance of black candles, <laughs> suitable for elegant evenings, Halloween parties, or bizarre rituals. Hi, my name is Alan, and I'm from the Animal Blood Bank. You know, at the Blood Bank, we have a problem. Too much blood! <laughs> we have the blood of weasels, snakes, pigs, um... Did I say weasels? Anyway, it's all on sale at low, low prices that benefit no one but you, the consumer. Hello there, dear. I hope you're having a lovely night at home. I'm out selling sachets filled with serpent teeth this fine evening. In Cliff's apartment, they were celebrating their good fortune, and it seemed as though their plan was about to succeed completely. I can't believe they thought I was selling them animal blood when it was really just strawberry quick. I can top that one, boy. I can't believe they didn't notice the black candles I sold them were actually navy. I'll just feel a lot better once Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn gets back. I feel like she's been gone too long. I'll peek out the door and see if she's coming down the hall. Do you see her? No, the hallway's empty. Candle boy, what are you trying to say? She's gone. If anything's happened to Mrs. Potter-Butter-Butter-Turn, I'll murder you and Cliff both. The rivers will run red with your blood, bud. Mrs. Snotbottom, calm down. We'll find her. Cliff, go listen and see if you can tell what's going on next door. I don't hear anything next door. They're gone. Oh, shit. What do we do? What if they find out we sold them fake stuff? Kendall, you sold them a bunch of chicken bones still dripping with Charles the Contractor's saliva. They could kill her. Don't even speak it, boy. We've got to go downstairs to the fish hatchery. Maybe they took her downstairs with them for some reason. How do we get there? Out the door. To the left. Hurry! 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 Yes. Cliff, Kendall, and the others race downstairs and into the fish hatchery below. Would they be too late to save their beloved Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn? She must have been wondering that herself. Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn was currently bound and gagged, sitting in the middle of a circle of masked men. <laughs> the cult brothers stood silently and faced their leader. 
The time has come, occult brothers, to summon the demon master we all love and hold dear. Let it be printed, let it be known. Hillbilly Willis shall rule us all. He is the great and powerful pig farmer. Feel free to show your adulation with a short round of demon-centered applause. Very well. We are gathered here today in this fish hatchery surrounded by these tanks of fish to join said fish with our demon master, Hillbilly Willie. There they are, down at the other end of the hatchery. Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn is tied up in the middle of those robed men. What can we do? Maybe they'll run off once their ritual fails. Let's hope so. Cult brothers, with the light of this black candle, I set aflame this pile of asparagus fern thorns, swamp log fungus, horse meat, serpent teeth, and raven bones. I hold my hand, the mystical crystal, and I prepare to drink these eight pints of pig blood. This pig blood is friggin' great! And of course, we have our final ingredient. The fearful perspiration of an elderly woman. <laughs> now we have but to wait. Hillbilly Willie will be here shortly. He'll see that our cult chapter is the most sincere. And then he'll possess the fish with demons. And most likely give us all high-ranking titles when he begins ruling the world. Why isn't he here yet? What's that, cult brother? Cult brothers? Your cult brother email says the ritual didn't work. He says some of the ingredients was artificial. <laughs> I wonder what this old lady down on the floor has to say about that. <laughs> What's that email? <gasps> Fantastic. Email has saved the day. He done bought backup ingredients from Amazon. A drone done delivered them. Why he waited until now to tell me we could sort out later. Quickly reset the dark altar with the real ingredients. Kendall, they're about to restart the ritual. Oh shit. What if it works this time? They could still let her go. These rituals hardly ever work. But Kendall was about to learn that hardly ever was not never. For it was with lightning speed that the cult members regrouped, started another fire, and drank another eight pints of pig blood. <coughs> real pig blood tastes like real pig crap. <coughs> Our demon master should be here any. Oh, look, pink flames. I am Hillbilly Willie. Who dares summon me to this foul smelling birthplace of water rats? Uh, tis we're. Most specifically, me who brings you here, old demon master. Well, well, well. What have we here? It appears you are some very faithful cult brothers indeed. You even got the summoning spell right. Most people think you can get away with navy candles, but they're wrong. The summoning candles must be black as the night in the North Busheltown Woods. <laughs> I am pleased to have pleased you, O Demon Master. We have a plan for you, O Hillbilly Willie. Really? Most of my followers are just happy when I show up and don't kill them right away. 
We have summoned you here to this fish hatchery so that you may possess these fish with demons and then the humans that consume them or food that has come into contact with them will also fill with the demons and then you will rule the world. <laughs> that is a good plan. I knew you'd love it. I do, because it makes me laugh. <laughs> it's a plan so bad, it's good. Wait, what? Why would I squander precious demons by trapping them in water rats and then inside some ugly human meat bags? <laughs> Preposterous. If you don't want to possess neither fish nor humans with demons, what do you, uh, want to do? Hmm. Good question. Since I don't see any of my pigs here, I think I'm in the mood for a killing spree. <laughs> I think I'll kill... You. All. <laughs> Despite Hillbilly Willie himself saving the world from demon fish possession, the situation in the fish hatchery was looking more hopeless by the second. Yes, you will all die. But where do you start? <laughs> How about... Oh my god, that fish herding cat just jumped onto Hillbilly Willie! Away, beast! Thanks to the cat-caused commotion, no one noticed Mrs. Potter Butter Butterchurn roll out of the circle of cult brothers and over to the wall. Though her legs were bound together, she raised them with all her might and kicked at a row of light switches. Zipnin! The lights are going out! Quick, this is our only chance! Cliff, Kendall, and the others raced forward in the dark. This way, boys, I can smell the scent of gardenias. Unmistakably, Mrs. Putter Butter Butterchurn. Demon Master, I can't see nothing. But I can. You die first. We'll dean. She's over here. Austin, help us carry her. All right. Out that door over there. The one under the only working emergency light. Now, who will be next to die? <laughs> I think you. Oh, no! Hillbilly Willie's pointing to us! What? I thought we were going to get out unnoticed! Hillbilly Willie notices all! If you're going to hurt someone, make it me! I offer myself as a sacrifice! Ooh, ooh, No thanks! I think I'll kill that one! Oh, shit. Something tells me you should have died years ago! Not Austin! Now for the death blow! Ah! <laughs> now to finish off... These silent cult brothers! Oh god, he exploded, Austin! I can't believe it! <laughs> Let's gather up the pieces! This is this is terribly tragic. Now let's get out of here! Cliff, Kendall, and their friends, including Mrs. Potter Butter Butterchurn, raced from the building and down the street. They didn't stop until they reached the humble studio, which they considered their second home. I know we're finally back at the studio. But it feels like home. Dear, I can't tell you how relieved I am to have you back in my arms again. <laughs> Mr. Snobbottom, will you ungag Mrs. Putter Butter Butter Churn? <laughs> Pardon me, dear. <laughs> I'm happy to be back with you too, dear, and all of you. But what about our dear Austin? <laughs> He's in pieces all over the street. Cliff, you did grab his head, didn't you? Yeah, it's over by his left leg and torso. Who could be faxing us at a time like this? Well? It's from Sister Mary Mildred. She was writing Touched by an Angel fanfiction and had a vision of Austin exploding. 
She says there's just one thing that might save him. Save him? He blew up! Mr. Snodbottom is using his arm as a backscratcher over there! There's a place I have trouble reaching. You'll understand when you're older, boy. Dear, put down that human arm this instant! There's a list of directions in the facts. Alright, let's give him the old Halloween try. And so, Cliff and Candle laid out Austin's body parts and began reciting the ancient incantations from Sister Mary Mildred. In surprisingly short order, the mystical words began to take effect and the places where Austin had been blown apart began to heal. In less than half an hour, Austin was lying in the floor of the studio's reception area. He was once again whole, save for a small piece of his lower back, which had been forgotten in the fish hatchery, and one testicle which had been squished beneath Kendall's shoe. I can't believe this worked! He's waking up. Austin? What? Austin, it's Cliff. Do you recognize us? Uh-huh. That's Kendall. And hey, what about her? Do you recognize her? Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. Yes! Do you remember what happened? Uh-uh. I think that's for the best. Do you still remember how our filing system works? Yes. Oh, thank God. He seems just like his old self. <laughs> oh, thank heavens! Austin, will you please get Crockpot on the phone? I must speak with Bonky at once! I will. Kendall, now that that's taken care of... Are we safe back here at the studio? I guess we're as safe as before. The cult members who wanted to doom Busheltown are all dead. Oh, Austin, do you have Crockpot on the line yet? Yes. Oh, hello, Crockpot dear. I need to have a word with Funky. If you could put her on the phone, dear. Don't cross me, Crockpot. We've had a very taxing few days. I know exactly how late it is. Now put the phone up to my daughter's ear before I jump through the wires and wring your neck. Kendall, do you think I could sleep at your house for a few days or weeks? I think I'm too freaked out to go back home for a while. Sure. Susan won't mind? Of course not. She won't be there. Hey, everybody. Cliff, are you going to make a speech about how we're a family or something? Because I think I'm too tired for that shit. No, and shut the fuck up. I was going to say that it'll be Halloween in a few hours now, so maybe we should go ahead and party. Party? Boy, far too many have died. Austin exploded and my beautiful wife was bound and gagged. Bottom dear, this may come as a surprise, but I believe I'm too keyed up to go home and play Count the Doilies tonight. Oh, good. Austin? Uh-huh. Austin, here's $20. Go to the food more and get some Halloween snack cakes. Anything Halloween-themed. Anything with vampires or pumpkins or witches that we can eat. And lots of very alcoholic drinks. <whistles> hey, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn, how about cranking up some Halloween tunes? Can you remember all the things we need, Austin? Yes. Oh, and Mr. Snodbottom needs a box of bowel softener. No, Kendall, he needs bowel stiffener. He's got plenty of softener. Got that, Austin? Why me? We're going to have to bust out that St. Patrick's Day sherry before he gets back. No, <laughs> a bottle of sherry sounds lovely, dear. Don't you mean a glass of sherry, my sweet? After the night I've had, I'm not sure if a glass will be enough. <laughs> Perhaps Halloween is going to my head. Yes, it was Halloween once more. And as the storm clouds moved east towards Gasville, it seemed Cliff and Candle and all of Busheltown had escaped doom. <laughs> At least until next Halloween. <laughs> but what I wouldn't switch, cause there's no nicer witch than you. <laughs> End of pre-recorded message. We hope you have a very satanic day.
And now, if you aren't in a Halloween horror-induced coma, or even if you are, it's time for Hillbilly Willy 9, Season of the Pig. And this time, the demon-possessed pig farmer isn't the only thing going bump in the woods. Signals the most dreaded time of night, the witching hour. <laughs> of course, someone like me loves the witching hour because I am a witch, <laughs> a satanic sandwich. Perhaps because I was made with deviled ham and evil mayonnaise, but no matter the cause, the result is your dark and dangerous destiny. For it has been prophesied that you shall hear the grotesque details regarding what happened the ninth time Cliff and Kendall crossed paths with the demon-possessed pig farmer known as Ill Billy Willie. Once there was a farmer in the North Bushel Town woods, made his money growing corn and selling off dry goods. But what he loved the most was his pigs, yes he did really. He loved them more than he should, that old hillbilly willy. He loved those pigs more than his wife, so everybody said. So it's no wonder that she took the preacher to her bed. What happened when he found them, I know it may sound real silly, but a horde of demons went and possessed old Hillbilly Willy. Now he's in the woods looking for his pigs most every night. He kills the folks in his way from sunset through daylight. He murdered some guy yesterday, boy, it was a real dilly. So watch out or he'll get to you, old hillbilly willy. Don't get between a drove of pigs and their man. Watch out for those demons too, they're all over this land. And if it's a late October night and the air's a little chilly, listen for the crazy laughter of Hillbilly Willie. Watch out or he might just get a little killy, that demon-possessed pig farmer, Hillbilly. small studio annex outside the main KBSH building, several hours before the witching hour, at about 6 p.m., which is also known as the hour of the mongoose. Cliff and Kendall were busy decorating their studio lobby for an impending Halloween party. 
Cliff, you need to hang that orange and black Halloween banner higher. If I hang it any higher, it'll cover this big ghoul crockpot spent the last seven weeks paper macheing. Well, it's drooping down over those pumpkins Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn spent all afternoon carving. It'd be a shame for the party guests not to see the craftswomanship she put into each carving. I mean, the images on these pumpkins really look like the fascinating females throughout history that they're supposed to look like. You're right. Look at the detail in Martha Stewart's pearl earrings. Not to mention Lady Godiva's nipples. Yeah. Let's just take down this ghoul. Crockpot won't even be here for the party. She's chaperoning Fonky on that toddler scarecrow stuffing retreat this weekend. Oh, yeah, then let's just take it down. Hand it to me and I'll throw it away. Speaking of explanations for people not being here, where's your wife Susan? Is she on a business trip to some weird-sounding country? No, she's spending the weekend at a spa and smack over having her hair exfoliated. Well, that takes care of that. And by that, I of course mean the decorating. Tonight's big Halloween party to impress the new owner of KBSH is gonna be great. Look, I even rigged the storage closet door to play Monster Mash every time somebody opens the door. Oh, I love it. That's just what would happen in a real haunted studio. And look, I set up a somber memorial for all my fallen assistants over in this corner above the garbage can. There's even an eternal electric flame under their pictures, which will leave burning until after Halloween when I'll replace the whole thing with a big cardboard turkey display. I know Sebastian, Topher, and Tyler all died at Halloween, but why is there a picture of Austin up there too? He's just in Switzerland working his dream job as a file clerk in a uranium mine. I know, but he was with us for so many Halloweens, it just felt right. But you'll notice his plaque is a little bit different from the others. See, under his name there's a post-it that says, Not Dead. Oh, okay. I can't wait to see everyone's costumes. I heard Lenny the Exterminator is going to dress up as the car from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> and you know Terry the Temp is going to go all out. Her costumes are always so good. That year when she came as racial inequality, I almost cried. Oh, here comes Mr. Snodbottom and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. I hope they like her decorations. Oh, dears, it's terrifying. <gasps> yes, boys. I'm afraid it's worse than we'd imagined. That's great. That's just the feeling I want our party guests to get tonight when they come in and see all these cobwebs and skeletons and spiders and crap. I'm afraid that's not what we meant at all, Kendall boy. No, we've just come from a meeting with the KBSH board of directors, and they told us all about the new station owner. Who is it? It seems Ride 99 has been purchased by that wealthy woman about town, Cicely Ticonderoga. Wait, don't you know her? Isn't she part of that aristocratic Yahtzee club you guys belong to? Yes, but we haven't gotten to the scary part yet. Oh my, I'm afraid this Halloween may be the most frightening one we've ever faced. Scarier than the time Hillbilly Willie turned into a baby and you adopted him? Possibly, boy. Scarier than the time I was possessed by Hillbilly Willie for days on end? Yes! Scarier than whatever happened last year? Boys, Cicely Ticonderoga has hired an outside consultant from Los Angeles. She's going to evaluate every program on the air and decide if they remain on the air or if they're... Don't even say it! Cancelled! Oh, no! Our time slot is Sunday morning at 4 a.m. Maybe the consultant will evaluate us last. We're being evaluated tonight! What? Oh, God. I need a snack cake. Yes, it seemed that once again, Cliff and Kendall would be forced to fight for the very life of their internet talk show slash radio filler program. 
An hour later, the two fat co-hosts sat in their lobby contemplating just how to get out of this Halloween jam. Should we do some kind of presentation? Hey! What? Did you think of a way to impress the consultant from L.A.? No, I was saying, hey, look at this empty orange pumpkin-shaped bowl. Why haven't you filled that with miniature Snickers bars yet? I did, ten minutes ago. I just ate them all during our contemplation. I stuffed the wrappers inside my fat Gandhi costume. Stop eating our party food! Crockpot already ate half the Doritos before she left yesterday. You know that jar of Halloween M&Ms I had on my desk? She ate all the orange ones. So now it's just a bowl of brown dirt-colored M&Ms. Or at least it was before I ate them. Right before I ate all these Snickers. Maybe all this time Crockpot spent with us has turned her into a binge eater too. That's a nice way to look at it. Hey! Drop that handful of Cheetos and look out the front door. Oh my god. It can't be! It is. What are we gonna do? Nothing. It's too late. I'm Hillbilly Willie. No, we're not your pigs! We're not in the way of your pigs! Why do you keep tormenting us every Halloween? Kendall, stop. Don't you notice anything odd about Hillbilly Willie this year? Hey, yeah. Hillbilly Willie doesn't wear patent leather shoes. Or have a gold pocket watch dangling from his overalls. <laughs> it seems the jig is up there. <laughs> oh my! Doesn't Mr. Snotbottom look cute in his hillbilly willy costume? <laughs> it's not really a question of cuteness. I just, I just don't know if it's proper etiquette to dress as a supernatural killer. Oh, dear, it's Halloween. We're wearing the scariest costumes we could come up with. <laughs> what are you? Is that some kind of toga you're wearing? I'm an untidy linen closet. And what are you, Candleboy? Have you come dressed as a businessman? No, I'm psychiatrist Ben Sobel. I'm confused. I thought you and Cliff were patients of Dr. Blathers. We are. Ben Sobel is a psychiatrist Billy Crystal played in the comedy hits Analyze This and Analyze That. And I'm Gandhi. If instead of using hunger strikes as a weapon, he ate nonstop until he got his message across. Well, that was plainly obvious, dear, from your bald cap and your Snickers wrappers poking out of that jumbo-sized wraparound cloth you're wearing. Oh, no. Look out the front door. <gasps> That robe can only mean one thing. It's a Hillbilly Willie cult member. Come to summon him, just like Sebastian did. And Topher. And those lunatics who killed Tyler. And those cult members in the old abandoned Walgreens. And those cult members who summoned the demon-possessed pig farmer to the fish hatchery underneath my very own apartment. Yeah, that's what happened last year. The fish hatchery. Oh, dear, the door's about to open. Get out of here, you cult members, you. Or I'll have to call the police. Uh, I can, uh, don't go calling the cops. I got some uh, sensitive materials in my truck. Charles the Contractor, why are you wearing that robe usually worn by members of the cult dedicated to Hillbilly Willie? Uh, you mean this long coat? I found it by the shopping carts outside the food and more, and I thought it made me look like the Highlander. Charles, as long as you're here, could you check the wiring on that zombie uh, element? Hey, uh, I hate to break it to you, but I, I gotta be going. I just stopped in to pick up a can of jock itch powder I left here. Uh, I gotta go meet this pumpkin farmer's daughter at the drug stop. <laughs> uh, happy Halloween, everybody. Well, at least he won't be here to upset the consultant. I haven't been this worried our show is going to be canceled in months. I just know tonight's going to be just like that Christmas we tried to impress the new producer from L.A. and failed. <sighs> the only difference is that this time we'll fail in front of pumpkins instead of a Christmas tree. I guess if there's one saving grace, it's that we'll be so busy dealing with our imminent cancellation that we won't be worried about a hillbilly willy attack. I guess you're right. This is one Halloween that'll be totally different. I just wish this stupid party would start already. I feel like we've been talking about it for hours. That better not be someone faxing us if they can't make it. We'll never impress that consultant if no one even shows up. It's a fax from the desk of Sister Mary Mildred. 
<gasps> I hope she hasn't had a psychic vision of something awful happening. It seems she's had a psychic vision of something awful happening. Oh, God, no! I wish you could be more specific. Does it say anything else? Yes. She says she's sorry she can't be more specific. Oh, my haunted hay bales! Was her vision about another hillbilly willy attack? Or was it about our show being canceled? This is terrible. Maybe this is her clarifying the horrible psychic vision she had about us. No, this one isn't from her. It's from Marty's Discount Entertainment Limited? What's that? Oh, as a new service, I've engaged in an attempt to get you boys some extra bookings. Perhaps this is an invitation to perform. It is. Kendall, look at this. Two hosts slash entertainers needed for a Halloween show. Must perform magic tricks and sing beautifully. This gig sounds made for us. When is it? 8 p.m., uh, tomorrow night. Great! This will really impress that consultant. What's the venue? Swamp Gas Lounge at the Merzikofagan Motel, the basement of the Unitarian Church? Uh, it's at the Renfield Theater in Transylvania. Transylvania? Transylvania! Transylvania? Yes, Transylvania. What should we do? If we do it, we'll have to cancel tonight's party and leave on the next flight out of the Busheltown International Airport. It sounds like a promising opportunity. And if we're out of the country, there'll be no hillbilly willy. You're right. Just the rolling hills, charming cafe society, and vibrant street theater scene of Transylvania. It sure doesn't sound like anything bad could happen there. I think this Halloween will be different than all the rest. So, I take it you boys are accepting the offer? Sure. Cliff and Kendall are going to Transylvania. I've got a lot of packing to do. I'll fax Marty's Discount Entertainment Limited and tell them the good news. I'll send a mass text and tell our friends that the party is off. I'll eat these string cheese witch finger hors d'oeuvres so they don't go bad. And then relax, because this Halloween is going to be fun and not. Hello, excuse me. I'm Mitzi Carbuncle. I'm here to decide whether your show is allowed to continue or if it should be immediately canceled. Yes, this was shaping up to be a Halloween unlike any other Cliff and Kendall had ever experienced. Soon their bags were packed, and the gang was aboard a chartered flight to Transylvania. Later, in the air... (sighs) I'm so glad I got some sleep. This 24-hour flight would have been grueling if I hadn't just taken that long nap. How many hours have we been in the air? 17? 18? We took off 11 minutes ago. Oh, well, darn. Listen, if you're awake, I really need to ask you two some questions. First, what kind of topics do you cover on your show? Uh, we, we recently did a show about carving pumpkins. And? Clean week. And I feel like we did a show once about bananas. Yeah, at, at least once. Do you ever discuss anything paranormal? Kendall, before we answer that, I need to speak to you privately in the bathroom. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Look, Mrs. Butter 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 Turn is knitting a red, yellow, and blue scarf. Ah, yes, those are the colors of the Transylvanian flag. Or at least they were until 1920 when the whole of Transylvania was absorbed by Romania. But I'm sure you boys knew that already. I did. And Mr. Snodbottom has fallen asleep on that pile of yarn balls. You know how air travel tuckers him out so. Yes. If you need us, Kendall and I are going to go have a secret conversation in the airplane bathroom. Okay, shut the door. I'm trying. Give it a quick tug. You're going to have to suck in. Yeah, there we go. 
You know, with our bodies all mashed up against each other in this airplane bathroom, I can't tell where my fat ends and yours begins. Before the air in this tiny enclosed space runs out, can you tell me whatever it is you wanted to tell me that you couldn't tell me in front of that lady who's evaluating our show? <laughs> the funny thing is, for the life of me, I can't remember. What were we even talking about out there? She had just asked if we ever discussed anything paranormal on our show. You were going to tell me something about Hillbilly Willie? No, I don't think so. Was it about the time I had to open a portal to hell to rescue you to bring you back to this dimension with me? Mmm. Mm-mm. Was it about Jake Gyllenhaal? Now that rings a bell. If he is snubbed for another Oscar nomination, this time for his role in Nocturnal Animals in theaters November 23rd, ooh, I am just gonna freak out. Okay, is that all? Wait. Is that a king-size payday candy bar in your pocket, or are you just happy to be mashed up against me in an airplane bathroom? It's a king-size payday candy bar. Then hold it right there. I'm gonna break me off a piece of that. Hold on. Cliff, that's... Oh, just a second. Almost got it. That's not a candy bar in your hands. Then what? Oh. Then those aren't two Cadbury eggs down underneath? No! Oh, God, what's happening? Is this an earthquake? How can it be an earthquake if we're up in the air? Then that means... The the plane plane is going down. down! Yes! The small chartered plane was in a tailspin. Its engines were failing due to some kind of strange disturbance in the air. Cliff and Kendall held tightly to each other's fat bodies as their aircraft continued to plummet from the sky like a pumpkin dropped from the top of the Empire State Building. In a matter of seconds, there was a great impact as the airplane once bound for Transylvania hit the ground thousands of miles away from its intended destination. Are we alive? What happened? The plane, it went down. Do you think we survived because our fat was all mashed together in this airplane bathroom? Probably. Now we have to get out of here and make sure Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn and Mr. Snodbottom are okay. And your iPad. I hope it's okay, or else how are we going to watch Hocus Pocus? Oh no! Oh, gross. If you look over to your left, you'll see the pilot and co-pilot are both dead. Their corpses are splattered every which away. I was so hoping we wouldn't see any dead bodies this Halloween. Let's not get sidetracked talking about what we're hoping for this Halloween. It just makes me think of how much I was hoping to eat some of those decadent Transylvania desserts you hear so much about. Have I mentioned I've developed an overactive sweet tooth since I gave up drinking? Kendall, please don't start another inspirational speech about sobriety. You know I hate hearing those without a drink in my hand. Oh shit, look behind us! <laughs> the whole back into the plane, it's... It's gone. Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn. Gone. Mr. Snodbottom. Gone. Your iPad. Hocus Pocus. That woman. What was her name? Was it Lois? Gone, gone, gone. And I think her name was Brenda. We have to search the area. Mr. Snodbottom and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn could be up in a tree or maybe they landed in a giant pile of autumn leaves or something. Where are we? Kendall, look around. Nothing but trees and crap. We're in the middle of the woods. And I'd know these woods anywhere. We're in none other than the one and only Northwest Gasville National Forest. Are you sure? Sure, I'm sure. These trees look just like the ones in that calendar of Northwest Gasville National Forest that Terry the Temp gave us for Christmas. But look over there. Oh, God, it's an owl. No, look behind the owl, the giant sign that says North Busheltown Woods Campground. <gasps> Did you hear that? You mean that crazy laughter? Yeah. Maybe it was someone listening to our show, or somebody watching that new Kevin James sitcom. 
we're in the North Busheltown woods. It's a late October night. The air's a little chilly. There's only one thing that crazy laughter could belong to. Hillbilly <laughs> Willie! He's getting closer! Come on, we'll hide in that cabin over there. We have to be quiet. Don't say a word. Kendall, shut up about that. This cabin, it was our cabin. <gasps> then those stains over there? Are from Sebastian's blood. And those other stains over there? Are from Mr. Snodbottom's disemboweling. And those other stains? From where I sat on a moon pie. I'll never forget any of the things that happened here. The way the shadows from the fall foliage outside would dance on the floor. The way Mr. Snodbottom kept writing in his divorce journal. The way I ate three boxes of fiber bars while I was waiting for you to wake up and make breakfast. The way the October sun glistened in Sebastian's eyes that day before he offered himself as a satanic sacrifice to Hillbilly Willie. It was a memorable trip, that's for sure. But you know, there's one thing I can't recall. How did we get away from Hillbilly Willie that first time? Uh, that's weird. Uh, I don't remember either. Did you hear that? Something's in the cabin with us. We've got to run! The front door. No, follow me. I'm going to jump through this back window. I can't jump through a window. Who do you think I am, Bruce Willis? Hurry up, just watch out for that... Oh, the antique rye shucker. Help me get up off this shucking thing! Quick, we gotta hide in the thicket of brambles over there. Cliff and Kendall were so busy being poked by razor-sharp brambles that they momentarily forgot their panic over the whereabouts of their friends, Mr. Snodbottom and Mrs. Butter 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 Churn, both of whom remained very much alive. The tail end of the aircraft had landed half a mile away in the middle of North Busheltown Pond. <laughs> oh my, these autumnal orange pumps of mine are ruined! I apologize, dear. It seems my bowels became alarmed as we fell from the sky and landed in the pond. Oh, my sweet Mr. Snodbottom, these aren't the first shoes you've ruined with your bowel attacks, and I'm sure they won't be the last, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm just in shock from the plane crash. Oh, praise be to Christ, the newborn king. Because of him, you and I were saved, dear. We were surrounded by a large pile of yarn balls that softened our fall. Oh, amen. But now we have to find Cliff and Kendall. They could be searching for us wherever the other half of the airplane has landed. I'll follow you, girl. Let your heart lead the way. Wait, what about that consultant, Mitzi Carbuncle? Dear. You don't suppose this was Christ the Newborn King's way of keeping the show on the air? No, oh, my mysterious heavens, I'm not sure. But there was something peculiar about the way the plane's engines failed. And there was that bright flash of light. I'm starting to wonder just what happened up there in the sky. I love to see your brilliant mind at work, girl. It's obvious to see we've crash-landed in the North Busheltown woods. But how? And why? When I was a girl, my great-grandmother often told me stories about a demon called President Cameo. She believed that thousands of years ago, President Cameo, one of the presidents of hell, who looked like a large black bird carrying a sword, would put a curse on these woods. Why, dear? Out of pure meanness. Oh, no. And with everything we now know about Hillbilly Willie, I'm wondering if she wasn't on to something. What's that? Could it be the demon-possessed pig farmer himself? 
not far away, Cliff and Kendall were still hiding in a bramble thicket. Do you think Hillbilly Willie is gone? I haven't heard any crazy laughter in the last few minutes, but we need to find somewhere else to hide. These thorny brambles are stabbing me, and I feel like I'm in one of those those things, like in a scary movie where it's, it's you know, it's kind of like a sarcophagus, but it has nails poking out on the inside. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What are they called? I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. Great. Hey, what's that over there? At the other end of the bramble thicket. Let's investigate. Ow, ow, ooh, ow, 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 ow. It's a barn and an old falling down farmhouse. Oh, it sure does stink with the foul odor of a million dirty diapers. I thought it smelled more like Charles the Contractor. Let's hide in that barn and maybe we can sneak out at daybreak. Good idea. But a scary old barn like this, there's just one thing I'm afraid of. What? Splinters. I think we're safe in here. Probably just a bunch of old rye shuckers, rye planters, rye harvesters, rye... A bunch of rye stuff, I'm guessing. Although it's totally dark and I can't even see my big fat hand in front of my face. Me neither. (gasps) What's there? Don't be alarmed. (gasps) I'm alarmed. It's me, Mitzi Carbuncle, from the plane. Although I suppose I can tell you the truth now. You see, I'm not a consultant from Los Angeles. <gasps> I'm Special Agent Darla Coxix with the BBI. BBI? What does that mean? Big black what? It's the Busheltown Bureau of Investigation. I'm assigned to a division called the Weird Cases Division. Our cases are so bizarre, we catalog them chronologically but label them with letters from the alphabet. The 24th case we ever opened, stored in a file labeled X, has to do with the area in which our plane crash landed. The North Bristletown Woods? You mean, you're out here investigating Hillbilly Willie? No, Hillbilly Willie was the 42nd case we opened. It's in a file labeled PP. The case in my X file has to do with outer space vampires from the planet Bloodtron. Outer space vampires? You mean like true blood, but from another planet? Not exactly. These creatures from Bloodtron don't drink normal blood. They drink the blood of demons. Like the demons that possess Hillbilly Willie? Yes. Along with my partner, Special Agent Panther Muldoon, I've been keeping an eye on Busheltown citizens that have been known to encounter Hillbilly Willie more than others. Yeah. Why do we keep running into him every October? And even that one Christmas Eve? Agent Muldoon and I believe it's because you remind Hillbilly Willie of his pigs. And you know what everybody said. He loved those pigs more than his wife. Exactly. There's just one problem. All those who encounter outer space vampires quickly forget their experience. This makes gathering evidence very difficult. Also, on a more personal note, Agent Muldoon has been missing the last three days. I don't know if Hillbilly Willie got to him or... What's happening outside? Is it Hillbilly Willie? Come to attack and kill us once and for all? There's no crazy laughter. It it sounds more like a stampede. (gasps) It is! It's a stampede of pigs! That's not a stampede of normal pigs. It's a stampede of ghost pigs. I'll stop them. BBI! Hold it right there! Halt, or I will shoot! Oh! Oh, shit! Agent Coxix was just carried away by that stampeding drove of ghost pigs. Oh, God, we're on a haunted farm. Not just any haunted farm. North Busheltown Woods, ghost pigs, and look at that needlepoint over there on the wall. God couldn't be everywhere, so he created pigs. Wow, the owner of this pig farm really loved his... (gasps) 
Oh no! Yes! We're on Hillbilly Willie's farm! As Cliff and Kendall began to grapple with the cruel tricks dropped into their treat bags by fate this Halloween, Mrs. Potterbutter Butterchurn and Mr. Snodbottom were on their own strange journey. What a wonderful costume! I'll admit I was quite frightened at first, as you are very scary looking, and your voice it doesn't sound like you're from around here. I apologize. I must have become separated from the other guests at the Halloween party here in the forest. No harm done, boy. We're looking for some of our friends, so we might as well form a search party. Excellent plan. Now, where was this celebration being held? At a, at a pavilion or a gazebo of some sort? No, it was on a farm. An old abandoned pig farm. An abandoned pig farm? Dear me, why would anyone hold a soiree there? When there are so many fine lodges and chain restaurants in town. Um, let me think a moment. I've got it. We're teenagers. Oh, that explains it. Oh, yes. You know, young people will do anything for a thrill, dear. <laughs> Why, I recall as a young man, I myself sat atop the flagpole just outside the Bustletown Savings and Loan <laughs> for the mere fun of it, girl. Oh, my. Could you humans help me find the farm? Of course. Now, let's see. The wind is coming up from the West Busheltown Swamplands. The moss is growing on the starboard side of this ryeberry bush, and the odor of ancient pig leavings is blowing in from three-quarters of a mile away. That way. Follow me, fellows! Meanwhile, back in the old abandoned farmhouse, near the old abandoned barn, on the old abandoned pig farm, Cliff and Kendall were making a grim discovery. Oh, God, it can't be. I told you there wouldn't be any food in here. The house has obviously been abandoned for years. I'm sure rats ate all the old Cheetos and stuff ages ago. Oh, I'm so hungry. The only thing in the cupboard are these bags of rye seeds, a jar of shredded sage, and what looks like a pile of raven bones. Hey, outside. <laughs> the drove of ghost pigs? They're circling the house. Do they know we're in here? What are we going to do? <gasps> Look! What? Over on the bookshelf, it's Leading With My Chin by Jay Leno. I've been wanting to read that forever. Oh my god. I just got a crazy idea. Look at the book beside Jay Leno's. Garfield tips the scales? The other side. <gasps> Raising hell demons for fun and profit? Hear me out. We summon Hillbilly Willie. You want to summon Hillbilly Willie? Did we just run away from him? Yeah, but what is he always looking for? His pigs? What's outside circling the house right now? His pigs? We could summon him, reunite him with his pigs, and end this whole thing once and for all. Now let's see. Table of contents. Why raise demons instead of emu? Here it is. Summoning the demon of your choice. We'll need. There's no way we'll have everything. Shredded sage, rye seeds, raven bones, and. Uh oh. I knew it. Petrified animal dung. Well, there's plenty of that outside in the pig pen. But how do we get to it? You're right. We can't. We'll just have to wait until. I got it! If we remind Hillbilly Willie of his pig so much, why can't we just get down on all fours, start snorting, and blend in? The drove of ghost pigs won't even notice that we're living humans. Kendall, you big fat genius, you've done it again. Just grab those summoning ingredients and crawl after me. It's working. I know. It kind of makes 
makes me sad that even these pigs think we're pigs. Maybe we can lose a bunch of weight by next Halloween. If we live through all this one, that is. Okay, grab a pile of that hardened pig dookie and follow me into the barn. Now, we need to set all these ingredients on fire. Damn it, if only I still drank, I'd have a flask full of flammable alcohol. But I asked you to donate all my old flasks to charity. And I did. Of course, I live in a studio apartment above a fish hatchery, and my charity of choice is always me. So, I just happen to have a flask right here. Oh, lucky number nine. Now, to use this lighter I was carrying with me to light a bunch of pumpkin spice candles in Transylvania. Okay, you read every other line. Spirits of the night, you ain't a dreamin'. We're Cliff and Kendall, and we need a demon. We've run away from him so many times, it may seem real silly. But send to us the demon-possessed pig farmer known as Hillbilly Willie. Hillbilly Willie. Hillbilly Willie. Hillbilly Willie. Look at the flames. They're turning pink. That means it worked. You know, maybe this wasn't a good idea. Too late now. I am Hillbilly Willie. Who has summoned me? Here to my old abandoned pig farm. Don't you know how bittersweet this is for me? It's us, Cliff and Kendall. You might remember us from the time our assistant summoned you for various reasons, or from the time you took me to hell, or from the time you possessed me. I'll admit you two lardasses look familiar, but I meet a lot of people. How am I supposed to keep them all straight? So, just why have you brought me here? Well... Aren't you always looking for your pigs? Yeah, so? Uh, they're right outside. Really? My pigs? I I haven't seen them in so long. I really love them, you know. Much more than my wife. I don't know if anyone ever knew that before. I can't wait to see them. Piggies! Here, piggies! Here, piggy, piggy, piggies! This is so sweet. I feel like I'm watching one of those Mori Povich show episodes where parents reunite with kids they sent to boot camp. I think, for once, we really made the right decision. What's this? These aren't my pigs? Sure they are. I mean, they're the ghosts of your pigs. You're a demon-possessed pig farmer. They're ghost pigs. Seems like a perfect match to me. Ghost pigs? What the hell am I supposed to do with the drove of ghost pigs? You can't feed a ghost pig. You can't roll around and slop with a ghost pig. You can't love a ghost pig. These can't be my pigs. This makes me angry. Angry enough to kill. Knock, knock. Is anyone to home? We've found a lost party guest. Party? Someone dares party when my pigs are out there somewhere looking for me? I'll find them, but first... Oh, my melting jack-o'-lanterns! Oh, not again. Oh, my bowels. Yeah, Billy Willie just disemboweled Mr. Snodbottom. Oh, shit. And now, more killing. <laughs> Hold it right there, demon-possessed pig farmer. What? Who dares command me to hold it? It is I, Eddie Tomato, or as my friends back on the planet Bloodtron call me, E.T., and you'll find you have no choice but to hold it, because I've just hit you with a freeze ray. No! I can't move anything but my mouth! Ha ha ha. 
Now I shall suck the blood of the demons that possess you since I have nothing to do until my ride gets here. Ride? I thought you were a teenager in a scary Halloween costume. Now you're shooting freeze rays and my beloved husband has been disemboweled. <laughs> At least I got in one good kill. Mrs. Butter Butter Butter, let me see your beautiful face one last time. <laughs> oh no, Eddie Tomato. I know you're a strange creature from a world I don't understand, but isn't there something you can do? Hey, you helped me find my way when I was lost, so why not? Oh my god, Kendall, look! That weird creature's whole body is glowing! And he's touching Mr. Snodbottom's bowels! They're going back inside! That E.T. is healing him! Dear, I feel like I'm back to normal. Oh yes, that's normal, alright! Now. Back to my lunch. Oh no! He's sucking the blood of my precious demons! Every time this happens, I'm sent back to hell until I'm summoned again! It could be days until I'm back in the woods looking for my pigs! No! That's good demon blood. Stop right there! BBI! What happened to my partner, Agent Muldoon? Did you kill him? You demon-possessed monster? Where is he? What happened to Hillbilly Willie? I just sucked his last demon dry. Now I'll never know if he murdered Agent Muldoon. Hey, wait, aren't you... OMFG? Finally! Proof! Evidence! I'm actually talking to an outer space vampire from the planet Bloodtron! That's true, but... What's that bright light outside? That's my ride. No! Wait! I've got to go. Oh, wow! A tractor beam! They're pulling you into the ship! Stop! Come with me, I need proof! Sorry, can't do it. Toxix, is that you? Oh my god, Muldoon! Muldoon, are you on board the spacecraft? Yeah, it's pretty cool. You wanna come? Yes! Yes, Muldoon! I've been waiting so long for you to ask me. Goodbye, Earth. Catch you on the flip side. Oh, I don't think I'll ever understand what's happened to this Halloween. Outer space vampires? Hillbilly Willy? The BBI? Oh, oh, I don't think we're going to make it to Transylvania for that gig. That's too bad. But according to my Apple Watch, it's just after midnight. That means it's officially Halloween! Happy Halloween! <laughs> Happy Halloween. I'd say we should have a Halloween party here in the barn, but that drove of ghost pigs is probably still outside. No, dear, it, it seems the commotion must have scared them away. Oh, that's certainly welcome news, girl. Then let's party. I'll play some rockin' Halloween tunes on my phone. Wait, commotion? What commotion? Kendall, was Hillbilly Willie just here? Yeah, but he's gone now. Oh, what a relief. <laughs> that was another close call. Wait, close call? Where did Hillbilly Willie go? How did we get rid of him? Huh? That's funny. I don't remember. But he's gone, that's all that matters. No, why can't we remember what happened? What's wrong with- Would anyone like a butternut rye crispy? I have a surprise match here in my purse. Me? I want one. Make that four. Hey. <laughs> I guess this is going to be a happy Halloween after all. Yep, all the scares are over. Scares? Over? 
quite, for something very unexpected indeed would happen at 7 a.m. that Halloween morning. <laughs> In Gasville, at a scarecrow stuffing retreat. Fonky, you're stuffing that scarecrow like a pro. Oh, ouch! Uh-oh, I think I messed myself. Papa, are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. Now wait, that's not number one or number two. Funky, what does that look like to you? Water. Water? But hold on. Morning sickness, stretch marks. I've been eating almost as much as Cliff and Kendall. Am I nine months pregnant and going into labor? Oh, dear. It's true. Crockpot was rushed to Gasville General Hospital. And an hour later... Oh, it's a boy. Seven pounds, three ounces. He's beautiful. But you know, I didn't even know I was pregnant, and I don't think I'm ready to be a mother, so I think I'll give him up for adoption. Well, this is a surprise. Did you have anyone in mind? Hmm. Would you hand me the phone? Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Chair. Oh, good morning, Crockpot, dear. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. There's nothing wrong with Funky, is there, dear? Oh, no, she's perfectly fine. I wanted to tell you about the funniest thing that just happened to me. And so it was decided that Crockpot's unexpected baby would be adopted by Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn and Mr. Snogbottom. They agreed amongst themselves that no one would ever mention their new son's parentage again, ever, for any reason. Later, that Halloween night. Dear Diary, wow, what a day. I gave birth to a baby boy this morning. Talk about a shock. I haven't been that surprised since McDreamy's fatal car accident on Grey's Anatomy. But even though I'm not ready to be a mother, I know the baby will have a wonderful set of parents in Mrs. Potterbutter Butterchurn and Mr. Snodbottom. Some people might think I should tell the father, but in this case, I don't think it's the thing to do. I was going through a rough patch in early February, and I needed one night of passion. And Austin was right there, sweeping dust under the rug in the lobby of Cliff and Kendall's studio. Anyway, he's in Switzerland now. I'm sure he wouldn't want to be bothered with news like this. Oh, diary, I knew you'd understand. What a great diary entry. <gasps> Dear diary, a thought just occurred to me. During my early February rough patch, I recall an argument I had with my parents. They made me so mad I just had to do something rebellious and, well, I ended up sleeping with a man that I knew my parents would disapprove of. His name is Charles, and he's a contractor. The intercourse itself wasn't so bad, but it took me weeks to get his odor out of my hair. <laughs> Diary, could he have been the father? I'm sure it was Austin. Maybe. I guess I'll never know. And in the hospital nursery...
Oh my, look at our beautiful new son. He's a miracle, dear. He certainly seems to love that rattle you gave him. It was mine when I was but a wee lad. <laughs> I thought it only proper that it be passed down. Uh-oh, it, it seems our new son broke the rattle. Nurse, nurse, could you take that broken rattle away from my son? <laughs> well, no harm done. And now he's urinating all over the nurse. Son, stop that. It's not proper etiquette. Oh dear, the baby seems to be laughing at the nurse and her soiled garments. Oh dear, son, stop that, son. Don't do it, boy. <laughs> And now, here we are, at the end of all things. Brace yourself for the tenth and final terrifying chapter in which Cliff and Kendall go where, at least they, have never gone before. This is Hillbilly Willie 10. Hillbilly Willie in space. I've been waiting for you. I'm a-begging your pardon, my dear. You see, I was supervising the local Lord lovers as they stacked up the chairs after my revival ended. Please do forgive me for having trespassed against you, ma'am. Trespass, you say? Let's hope my husband forgives you for trespassing on his land and on his wife. I don't care hoot about your husband's forgiveness. I seek the favor of a higher power. That's enough preaching, preacher. You were late, and my husband's been out in the barn since Johnny Carson finished his monologue. We better get started. Whatever you say. Where's your copy of the New Testament? You know I like to keep one hand on it whenever I trespass with a beautiful farm wife like you. It's over on the nightstand under that TV guide with Mork and Mindy on the cover. This is not my beloved New Testament, or even a copy of the Annoying Old Testament. Oh, that book. Funny story. I really wanted to buy The World According to Garb. I've heard such good things about it from my sister. But the supermarket was sold out, so I bought that book instead. The butcher recommended it, and you know how I trust butchers. I know, but still... I don't know if the Lord would take kindly to you having a book called Raising Hell Demons for Fun and Profit. Tell me you haven't been stirring up any wickedness with it. Well, one night I was alone here in the farmhouse. There was nothing on TV but the love boat, and I hate the love boat. So I decided to have a glass of homemade rye wine and see if there was anything to the whole Raising Hell Demons thing. And? It worked. I raised a horde of hell demons. But nothing bad happened. They just flew out the window and into the woods behind the house. And where are those demons now? Probably possessing some young, innocent creature. And sooner or later, a man of God like myself is going to have to cast them out. Oh, they haven't possessed anybody. I saw the hell demon horde this morning swirling around the old water well. 
And hey, I can't be the only one who's done it. The book is number 10 bestseller. The butcher said he himself raised a couple demons one night at a fondue party. Hmm. Mark my words, those hell demons of yours are gonna cause trouble. Then you should be thanking me for giving you something to do on those winter nights when it's too cold to have a tent revival. Oh, I thank you, all right. With my rod and my staff, I thank you. Oh, my. Oh, suddenly I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh. Harriet, you should have seen those pigs of mine. There's one hell of a storm blowing up outside, but those incredible piggies were all tucked in and snuggled together like one big pile of love. I swear, sometimes I think those pigs are more human than we. Hey, Willie! What's going on in here? It ain't what it looks like. It better not be, because it sure looks like a slicked up preacher man is having his way with my wife. Okay, maybe it is what it looks like. Now, Willie, don't go doing anything you'll regret. Oh, oh, right in the Holy Trinity. Get out! Get out! Get out! I'm getting. And stay out of my house and my wife. Now, Willie, just because you're a pitiful cuckolded hillbilly, it don't mean you gotta act like one. Harriet, where's my turkey shooting rifle? Don't you remember? You pawned it so you could re-carpet the pig pen. You do anything for those fat hogs. But what about me? I wanted to take that Chinese cooking for couples class, but no, you had a pig party to go to and smack over. Those pigs don't even make you any money. We survive off the corn and dry goods you sell. Well, I'm sorry, Harriet. If you married me for the money, you made a huge mistake. Now look, you got my piggy babies all riled up. There, there, my sweet, sweet piggies. That's it, Francine. Snuggle up next to Mortimer. I am so sick of them pigs. From the tips of their snotty snouts to those disgusting curly tails they all have. Don't you talk about their tails like that. Those curly tails make me want to blorch. Well, I can plainly see I'm caught up in the middle of a common everyday husband and wife disagreement. Uh, why are you still here? And why are you still naked? I'm leaving, Willie. You just simmer down and soothe them spies. I'll just make my way around this water well here and... Oh, great googly moogly! Oh, no! It's the horde of hell demons! I told you there'd be trouble. What to do? What to do? Hell demons? Harry, what have you been up to? Oh, sure. Just because I raised them, you blame me. <laughs> These demons, they seem to be getting awful riled up. That's it. I've got it. Y'all stand out of the way. I'm gonna cast this horde of demons into the pigs. Then when the pigs are slaughtered, the demons go back to hell. Slaughtered? You ain't gonna touch a hair on these heavenly hogs. Stand back. Our Father, who's up in heaven, hallelujah be thy name. Sendeth your army of godly warriors to force these demons of Satan into these useless pig bodies. Useless? Why, I oughta... I've got them. The demons are in my command. Now in this next part, I'm going to be speaking in tongues, using the love language of the Lord. So don't fear if thou do not understand us. No! You can't, my precious porkers! Run! You've got to get far away from here. Don't look at me all sad like that. Get out! It's the only way. Willie, no! The prayer's already started. He can't stop now. Get on out of here, Francine. You and Mortimer, too. Take Peggy and Peter with you. 
Follow Oliver and Bethany and Timmy and Je Jedediah. The rest of you two, get on out. Skedaddle. The great god of Moses and Sister Bertriel, the flying nun, compels you. Get inside. Wait, where's the pork? They're gone. <laughs> you fool. No, Willie, you don't understand. I cannot stop. The power of the Almighty has already bound this demon horde, and they gotta be put into something for somebody. No, don't do it. It's too late. It's, it's already done. <laughs> so funny? Now that I'm possessed by a horde of hell demons, I feel more like myself than ever before. <laughs> I was laughing at the irony. <laughs> it's even funnier than a love boat. You don't sound like yourself, Willie. And your appearance has changed. Oh, God! You look almost like a... A, a... a pig? <laughs> hell demons have a wicked sense of humor, don't they? Also, I'm glowing. Not sure if you noticed that or not. Anyway, now I'll be off to collect my pigs. And you can be damn sure I'll kill anyone who gets in my way. Oh, listen, you demon-possessed pig farming hillbilly willy. You can't go around killing folks from sunset through daylight or whenever the mood strikes you. Why, who in the hell do you think you are? <laughs> you just said it. I'm the demon-possessed pig farming hillbilly willy. Takes too long to say. From now on, I am Hillbilly Willie, and I will find my pigs. But first, just for fun, I'm going to kill you. Willie, you stop this nonsense. If you're going to kill the preacher here, you're going to have to go through me. Hmm. Don't mind if I do. tale I know, but that is how I first heard the story. Wow, so detailed. Who told you? An acquaintance told me during a boring Super Bowl party in 1979. Oh god, Super Bowls are so boring. Hey, I love Super Bowls. You love Super Bowls full of nachos. You know I love football, Super Bowls, and nacho Super Bowls. Isn't it weird how we can all sit here and talk about Hillbilly Willie so openly like this? I mean, normally we'd all be skirting around the issue since we've been terrorized by him so many, many Halloweens in a row. Unless Hillbilly Willie takes a vacation to Greenland, I think we're safe. I never thought Mrs. Potter Butter Butterturn's world tour, spreading the gospel of rye, would save us from Halloween horrors. But now that I do think about it, it does make total sense. Hillbilly Willie ain't coming to Greenland. And we aren't going to Busheltown. I wonder what kind of Halloween adventure we'll experience. It won't be as good as Garfield's Halloween adventure, that's for sure. You know, that's right. Hey, let's go watch it right now. Okay. Boys, I think you're forgetting something. Oh, right. We're on a sightseeing bus tour of Greenland. And we're ten minutes away from the next historic cathedral, so we may as well continue our Hillbilly Willie conversation. All right. Well, you know, Kendall and I first heard about Hillbilly Willie from this guy at the campground in the North Busheltown Woods. Mrs. Nodbottom, when did you first hear about Hillbilly Willie? Mrs. Nodbottom. Wake up, Daffodil! Oh, oh, oh my. Are we making a stop for more pamphlets, girl? 
were discussing when we each first heard about Hillbilly Willie. When did you first hear the story? Well, let's see. I believe it was when I heard that old folk song about him. <laughs> it did become quite popular after Ralphie Blob Sr. sang it at the church picnic in 1983. Oh, oh yes, I remember that song now. I think it was something like... Once there was a farmer in the North Bushel Town woods Made his money growing corn and selling off dry goods But what he loved the most was his pigs, yes he did really he loved them more than he should, that old hillbilly willy. He loved those pigs more than his wife, so everybody said. So it's no wonder that she took the preacher to her bed. What happened when he found them, I know it may sound real silly. But a horde of demons went and possessed old hillbilly willy. Now he's in the woods looking for his pigs most every night. He kills the folks in his way from sunset through daylight. He murdered some guy yesterday, boy, it was a real dilly. So watch out or he'll get to you. Old Hillbilly Willie Don't get between a drove of pigs and their man Watch out for those demons too, they're all over this land And if it's a late October night and the air is a little chilly Listen for the crazy laughter of Hillbilly Willie Out or he might just get a little killy That demon-possessed pig farmer Hillbilly It's me. What? You don't recognize me? That's odd. I'm the demonic spirit that's been living in your bedroom closet for the last three months. Well, if you haven't noticed me yet, you will soon. I'll be the one hovering above you as you sleep tonight. <laughs> but first, hear this. It's a tale of Halloween horror that began one day in late October in Greenland. Just as the Cliff and Kindle gang began to feel sure nothing terrifying would happen this year, a fax arrived at their motel. And four hours later, when they came back from their sightseeing tour, the fateful fax was waiting for them like a hungry alligator waits for a possum to poop in the river. Oh my, what's that on your pillow, Sugarlump? Oh, why, it's effects from KBSH! Oh, I do hope they aren't refusing to air Cliff and Candle's little show. Quite the contrary! It seems KBSH wants them to do something as part of a big promotion for the station. <laughs> Are you certain they want Cliff and Candle? Why, whatever for? It seems they're the only ones the insurance company will allow to... Oh, my shooting stars! What is it, dear? 
Cliff and Kendall are going to space. <laughs> yes, as part of an effort to promote KBSH's new Space Minute, a 60-second block of time devoted to new space discoveries set to air every other Wednesday, Rye 99 launched a space station that was then hovering just above the Earth's exosphere, 666 miles above the KBSH parking lot. Was it luck or whim of Beelzebub himself that caused their insurance company to label Cliff and Kindle the only on-air personalities expendable enough to shoot into the sky for publicity? Not that it matters, it was far too late to stop the horrible horrors that lie ahead. The shocks began, but by no means ended, as the Cliff and Kindle crew arrived at the rocket launch facility that would shoot them from Greenland to the space station above Busheltown. Hi, we're here for the rocket ride. I can't believe I just said that. Hello? Hello? Where is everybody? Look, their whole lobby was decorated for a Halloween party. Yeah, and this punch over here is still fresh. I wonder where I should put our luggage. Daffodil, can't you see something is terribly wrong here? It looks like everybody just left in the middle of a party. Not everybody left. Oh, there's a big pool of blood over here next to the popcorn balls. Oh my! I think we better get out of here quick. I can't believe Halloween Horror found us in Greenland. I just really can't believe it. Hey! Anybody else want one of these green witch cupcakes as we run out of here? I want to. I'll save one for later. You always say that, then you eat both. Oh, hello. Sorry you find the place in such a mess. Oh, God, are you the one who killed everybody and forgot to mop up that pool of blood over there? (laughs) Oh, no, I'm afraid there's been a misunderstanding. I'm Spinkle. I'll be your rocket pilot. You see, that is not real blood. We had a Halloween party this morning and we used a bunch of fake blood in our uh, annual bloodiest corpse contest. What a relief! Yeah, (laughs) I was worried there for a minute, but the horror is over, and now we're just going to do something safe and normal. Yes, take a rocket into space above Busheltown. Please, follow me around out back, and we'll get you suited up and into the heavens. It wasn't long before the rocket engines were fired up, and the final preparations for space travel began. Funky Mommy and Daddy will miss you while we're in space. I'll miss you too. Have fun in space. Yes, we'll have fun, won't we, Daddy? Oh, I should say so, dear. Daddy is going to miss his little Funky Wonky. And tell your baby brother Opie we'll be missing him too. Okay, will you bring me a present from space? <laughs> of course, dear. What would you like? A, a moon rock? A falling star? I want a PlayStation. Hmm, well, we may have to ask St. Nick for that. <laughs> I know. How about a packet of powdered applesauce? It's what real space women eat. Yay! I can't wait! Now do your best to listen to Crockpot while we're gone. Mommy and Daddy love you. I love you. Bye! Bye-bye! <laughs> oh, dry your eyes, dear. We'll be back home in a matter of days. Oh, I know. It's just that I haven't been to space since the children were born, and seeing Funky through video chat has made me emotional. I definitely understand that. My wife Susan just texted me a hand-waving goodbye emoji. Kind of emotional, too. But I have a secret surprise that will brighten all of our moods once we're on the space station. It's in my luggage. Oh, I hope you brought a bunch of Martha Stewart pumpkin carving tutorials for us to watch. You'll just have to wait and see. And then the final countdown began. And within seconds, the Cliff and Kindle gang was in the air, 
rocketing their way through the sky toward heaven, or so it would seem. But their destination would turn out to be anything but heavenly. In fact, it was the opposite of heaven. You know what that is, right? You got it. Hell. Hell. <laughs> Kendall, this rocket ride's making me kind of nauseous. Well, whatever you do, don't look behind us. Charles the Contractor is moisturizing his ankles. Ugh. Why did he have to come along again? There was a space clause in his contract. <gasps> oh my god, I just had a terrible thought. What if the rocket pilot was lying? What if Sfinkel killed the real rocket pilot and he's hijacked us? Why would he do that? Uh, why did we get directions to that spooky house where Tyler got shot? Why did Hillbilly Willie get summoned to our Christmas Eve benefit? Why did we end up in hell? You think Spinkle, a rocket pilot, belongs to the cult that worships Hillbilly Willie? Is that so crazy? We've learned that anything can happen on Halloween. A dog can turn into a cat. A demon-possessed pig farmer can disguise himself as a baby or possess your co-host, Steven. But I thought the cult was driven underground after the death of Sheriff Frogblast. That's just what Lenny the Exterminator said in his email blast. And besides, things can be gone for years and then suddenly come back without warning. Like the X-Files or Will and Grace. Well, I, I think we're safe. I mean, what would Spinkle do? Bring Hillbilly Willie to space? <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that is really stupid. Hillbilly Willie in space? <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> hey, look out the window. It's the space station. It looks like a giant gray robotic pumpkin. I didn't think it would be so big. It's the size of your house, Kendall. Wow, I bet we could fit like 40 of your studio apartments in there. Yeah, I bet. We're now approaching the KBSH space station, co-sponsored by the Blobsmush Food and More and Beef Boy Fast Food Corporation. Please brace yourself for docking. And just like that, Cliff and Kendall and the others were in space. Space, 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 space. I can't believe we're weightless. Technically, we still wear the same, but we're floating through air due to a wonderful lack of gravity. I thought we'd have artificial gravity like in the movies, but instead we don't, like in some other movies. Unfortunately, KBSH said artificial gravity was far too expensive. Finally, a cost-cutting measure I like. I've never felt lighter or freer. <laughs> Look at me, I'm dancing in midair. Me too! Hi there, I'm Horace Peterson Ron the Fourth. But you can call me Captain Ron. I'm the captain of this here KBSH space station, co-sponsored by the Blopsmush Food and More and the Beef Boy Fast Food Corporation. <laughs> I was expecting some radio personalities, but it looks like I picked up some kind of obese ballet company. Oh, no, we're just dancing because we've never felt so light or free in our big fat lives. Uh-huh. Well, if you'll excuse me, I'd like to point out some of the things on this diagram of the space station. Let me pull it up here on this holographic computer KBSH rented. Cool. Captain Ron, this is so awesome. It's all very technological, isn't it? Oh, you said it, girl. I feel like we're living in the 21st century. Well, if you direct your eyes to the hologram, you'll see us. We're these red dots on what's known as the bridge. It bridges our sleeping quarters and the engine room and the captain's deck, which is totally off limits to anybody but me, the captain. Now this over here is where you got a live 24-hour feed of Rye 99. So any time of day you want to listen to Rye 99, you just come over and flip this switch. It's done. Here, but now hey, isn't that Sister Mary Mildred's new hit single? Yes, I love this one. 
I still can't believe she won all those Grammys. <laughs> Makes sense to me. She was a choir directing Fake Nun that became a choir directing Real Nun. Then she led her choir to regionals and nationals, and then they won the top prize on Catholics Got Talent. That was followed by a record deal with Interscope, and then a Grammy-winning duets album. Who's the duet with again? Oh yeah, Bob Dylan. Does that switch play any other radio station? Nope. You'll notice two windows. The one on this side looks down onto Busseltown, and the one on this other side looks out into space. And to the right is the kitchen. Kitchen! That sounds fun. Yeah. Is there anything pumpkin spice in there? No, boys. Don't ruin your appetites for dinner. Yes, yes Mrs. Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. Hey, where'd Charles the Contractor go? We didn't leave him in the rocket, did we? No, he was right next to me when the rocket undocked and shot back to Earth. I remember because he remarked about how the rocket was shaped like a wiener. <laughs> dear. Well, let's face it. It was shaped like a wiener. Hey, what's the red-hot blob on the holographic map of the space station? Oh, God, that must be him. He's squatting right over something. Captain Ron, is he on top of a toilet? No, I'm afraid he's squatting over the dishwasher. Oh, God, Charles the Contractor just ruined space. <laughs> if Cliff and Kendall thought Charles the Contractor's dishwasher defecation was the worst thing that could happen in space, they were dead wrong. Later that afternoon, after their luggage was unpacked, the gang was back on the bridge where Kendall had just revealed part one of his big surprise. And of course, if you want to get a little bit more elaborate and cut out extraordinary designs like this leaf, just pin a real leaf on the pumpkin, cut around the edge. Oh my god, how do her pumpkins always look so good? Okay, now on to part two of my big surprise. You may have wondered why I packed this huge overstuffed garbage bag. You told me it was filled with cakes. You told me it was filled with children's letters to God. Well, uh, me personally, I hope it's filled with extra toilet paper. Why, I've never seen that bag before. <laughs> what have you got in there, boy? The time has now come to reveal what's in my garbage bag. You see, as we were all in a frenzy to leave Greenland, I began to have a worried sort of feeling. And what I was worried about was the thought of spending Halloween in space. On a space station that didn't look or feel Halloween-y at all. So, I packed this garbage bag full of Halloween decorations. See, here's a real pumpkin and a big wad of fall foliage. Here are some paper bats and a few life-size cardboard skeletons. What I'm trying to say is we should put out some pumpkins. It's time we made outer space look like fall again. Spread around some foliage. Hang up a skeleton out there in the hall again now. For we need a bit of Halloween just because we love it. Bats flapping in the window, witches flying above it. Yes, we need a bit of Halloween, just because we love it. Haven't carved a jack-o'-lantern. Hey, look outside there. Is that Saturn? Let's bust out the candy. I could go for a dozen or so Snickers bars. Save me a Tootsie Roll. I can't believe I'm eating a Mars bar as I look at Mars now. For we've grown a little lazy, grown a little sadder, gone a little crazy, grown a whole lot fatter, and this needs to be more orange, and needs to be more blacker, we need a bit of Halloween now. Put out some pumpkins, 
Well, once I taught you all to live each living day. Spread around some foliage. This is gonna be one hell of a Halloween now. Yes, we need a bit of Halloween just because we love it. Bats flying in the window, witches flying above it. Yes, we need a bit of Halloween just because we love it. We need a bit of for that big pumpkin and all this foliage to just float around like this? Well, I sort of thought we'd have gravity and also some scotch tape. Turns out we have neither. Whoops! <laughs> hey, it still looks way more Halloween-y, and I appreciate it. Yes, it was a very nice thought, dear. <coughs> oh, excuse me, everyone. Oh, it seems I just inhaled part of a dried leaf. <laughs> Ow, that pumpkin just floated over here and hit me in the head. Okay, who's ready for part three? The final part of my big surprise. I am. Then let's eat. Part three, it takes way too long to say KBSH Space Station, co-sponsored by the Blops Push Food and More and the Beef Boy Fast Food Corporation. So I came up with the world's best nickname for it. Ready? We're on the Real Space Express. Get it? It's like our old tour bus was the real SAS Express, but now it's the real Space Express. Because we're in... Oh, oh, pardon me, boy. I seem to have detected something bizarre just outside the window. (gasps) What is it, Daffodil? It's not some kind of space demon, is it? Of course not, boy. You see, it's just below that clump of stars there, and to the right of that other grouping of stars. Uh, I don't see anything there at all. Precisely, it's the absence of stars that I noticed. Yep, that's probably a space demon, and this is how we die. On the real space f***ing express. Oh no, it ain't nothing out there, man. <laughs> Looks just like a big hole or something. Should we alert Captain Ron? He's on the captain's deck. He said that's off limits. But maybe we should tell someone else. I mean, look at all these buttons on the wall. One of them must connect us to somebody on Earth. Like, possibly this button here, marked ground control. It's right by the intercom looking thing. Ground control to KBSH, space station co-sponsored by the Blockmush Food and More and the Beef Boy Fast Food Corporation. We're actually calling it the Real Space Express now. Real Space Express? Wait, Campbell, is that you? Yeah, it's me. Oh my god, Terry? Terry the Temp, is that you? It's me! I'm temping as ground control down here at the Busheltown Space Center. Wow! Terry, can you believe we're in space? It's pretty crazy, but it's a crazy world, and I know that as well as anybody. Out temping on the road so many years, I've pretty much seen it all. But enough about me. What can I help you with down here on the ground? Terry, we noticed something kind of weird. I don't know how to explain it, but when we look out this window, there's sort of an uh, absence of stars. Like, Mr. Snodbottom actually first noticed it, if you can believe that. Hmm. Let me try to pull up what you guys are seeing down here on my computer screen. Okay, I've got it. This is weird, isn't it? How about this? I'll make some phone calls down here on the ground, then I'll contact you guys back in space once I get some answers. Hey, Terry, while I've got you on the line, you didn't happen to pick up my mail today, did you? Actually, I did. You've got four past due notices, an invitation to a hayride for homosexual snake-handling Baptists, and what looks like a Halloween card, which is addressed to you and Kendall. Should I open it? Sure. We're not really that busy up here in space. On the front, there's a kid wearing a witch hat, sitting in a bowl of candy corn. On the inside, it says, Hope your Halloween is off treats and no tricks. It's signed, 
love Becky. Aw, a card from our old assistant Becky in the Insane Asylum. How sweet. Oh, there's a PS down at the bottom that reads, Please tell Charles the contractor I think about him every day. Sounds like she's not any closer to getting out. I guess not. Thanks, Terry. You've been super helpful. Hey, I may not be working ground control for long, but while I'm here, I'm going to give it everything I've got in space communication. Terry certainly has a positive attitude. Now, while she's checking on that, why don't we take the publicity photo for KBSH? Okay. Where should we float? By that window over there so we can see Busheltown behind you. All right, now, hold up these signs for the sponsors. I'll hold this one for the food and more. Why do I have to hold the one that says, here's the beef, for the beef boy? It doesn't matter, you both look great. I can't wait to see that on the cover of the Busheltown Examiner. The cover? Wow! Yes, the cover of Tuesday's Arts and Leisure section. Kendall, you know I just realized Finkel wasn't a Hillbilly Willie cult member, or he would have tried to kill us before he rocketed back to Greenland. I told you. Now what, are you going to say Captain Ron's a cult member? I wasn't going to, but now you got me thinking. Oh, God, Kendall, Captain Ron worships Hillbilly Willie. Why haven't we seen him all afternoon? Oh, it's all starting to make sense. Cliff, no, it's not. None of this makes sense. I mean, except for us being in space. It's just a normal day on the ride tour. Ow! The pumpkin floated over hit me in the head. Oh, it really hurt. Can we tape it down? There's no tape. Oh, I got some contractor's glue, but it's back in my toolbox on Earth. What if you take this scarf and tie it down? After the pumpkin was secured to a space bar... Cliff continued to worry out loud about his fear that Captain Ron was somehow affiliated with Hillbilly Willie. After many unpleasant minutes of this, Kindle agreed to accompany Cliff on a fact-finding mission to the forbidden captain's deck. Mr. Snodbottom and Mrs. Potterbutter Butterchurn chose to stay on the bridge and watch the earth set. Charles, the contractor, took Kindle's iPad back to his sleeping quarters so he could rewatch the Martha Stewart pumpkin carving tutorials during some alone time. Look, there it is. Captain Ron is going to be so mad. He's so cool and now you're going to get him all PO'd. Where has he been, Kendall? He's left us alone for hours. That can only mean he's summoning a certain oink oink kill kill man that I promised I wouldn't mention again if he came up with me to the captain's deck. And if he hasn't been casting spells, what has he been doing? Uh, I don't know. Steering the ship? Steering it where? We're hovering above the KBSH parking lot. Look, we'll just knock on the door. If he has a reasonable explanation for hiding all afternoon, he can tell us. Oh my god, he's going to hate us. Just because you've got the Halloween jitters. Why won't he answer the door? There are a thousand great reasons to not open the door that have nothing to do with Hillbilly Willie. I know, but I need reassurance. We're hovering above Busheltown, and it's a late October night. And I didn't want to say this in front of Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn or Mr. Snodbottom, but I have an extremely scary feeling that something horrible is going to happen. Even more so than usual. Honestly, I do too. I think that my worrying earlier wasn't completely over whether the space station would be halloween enough. I had the same scary feeling as you. It's like knowing your pizza is going to burn in the oven, but it's too late to stop it. Yeah. Okay, let's get to the bottom of this Captain Ron situation. Nothing. Hey, what if I press this thing? The captain's deck is open. Let's float in. No point in stopping now. Captain Ron? I guess he's not steering after all. The captain's controls over here are set to auto-hover. Hey, look at these things. Escape pods in case of emergency. 
So these are the real Space Express lifeboats. <laughs> if I'd have known they were this small, I would have gone on a diet. And look at the sign on this one. You think KBSH knows about this? <laughs> Probably. I'm sure that's why they sent us and not a big star like Dolores or the Prank Brothers Morning Zoo crew. Hey, look at this tank thing. Hyper sleep chamber. I wonder what that's for. Hyper sleep, probably. Well, where is he? We're all up in his deck and he hadn't come to stop us or even to yell at you for releasing a bunch of dirty dead foliage into the air. That tells me he's hiding and performing a ritual or he's disappeared due to some paranormal event. Okay, if he's a cult member, he must have one of those robes here somewhere. Yeah, and one of those masks they wear that have faintly piggish features. Let's look through his closets. Nothing in this one but a bunch of space towels. Oh, God, here's a robe. No, wait, never mind. It's not a cult robe, it's a robe from the Smackover Marriott. Now this is weird. What? It's a duffel bag filled with knives and a knife sharpener and a bottle of blood stain remover. That is weird. And look, it's a newspaper with a composite sketch of Captain Ron on the cover. The real cover or the cover of the arts and leisure section? The real cover. But there must be some mistake. He's not labeled Captain Ron. It says he's the Gasville gutter. <gasps> he's wanted for a series of eight guttings. Oh, God. We have to get back to the others and find a place we can stay safe. He's probably laying in wait, preparing for a deadly game of cat and mouse. Quickly, float back to the bridge. Boys, there's great news. But wait, we have terrible news. Proper etiquette tells us the great news should come first. So it will soften the blow of the terrible news. Okay. We've just heard from Terry the Temp. It seems that peculiar absence of stars Mr. Snodbottom noticed in the night sky was an undiscovered black hole. Yes, and since it was his discovery, the Busheltown Space Center has decided to name it after him. Just look out that window, boys, and you'll see Snodbottom's hole. <laughs> it's such an honor for something in the heavens to bear your name. <laughs> I can't wait to tell the children. Congratulations. Okay, now, you said something about terrible news. Yes, Captain Ron isn't really a captain. Or maybe he is. I'm not really sure on that. But he's also a serial killer called the Gasville Gutter. And we found all of his gutting knives. Not all of them. Ah! Oh, my exploding haystacks! Oh, my, oh, my. So you fat ballet dancers found out my secret. <laughs> I was just up here in space hiding out. But I can't have any witnesses going back to Earth to give away my identity. So I'll be forced to gut you all and then accidentally shoot your corpses out into space. No, please. Ground control to the Real Space Express. Hey guys, it's Terry. Nobody say a word or I'll gut you. Ground control to Real Space Express, come in. Um, we have a special guest with us down here. Her name is Sherry Couch, and she's a fifth grader from Busheltown Elementary. She won a poetry contest and is here to share her prize-winning poem with you guys in space. Take it away, Sherry. My name's Sherry Couch, and I'm here to say I go to school and I'm in the fifth grade. I hear they're shooting you into space. It tells you out of the whole human race. Be cool up there with the planets and moon. People down here hope you'll be back soon. Be nice to any aliens and give them a kiss. And if you want a message, listen to this. Reach for the stars and you'll make it, son. But don't forget the Earth is number one. Sherry's out, y'all. Wow, thanks, Sherry. There's not a draw down here in the space center. Guys, I hope you're hearing this. 
Oh, I also wanted you to know there's a big windstorm going through town, and it's blown the space station a little off course. You drifted north a few miles. I need to speak to Captain Ron so we can get you guys back on track. Guys? Yoo-hoo! Hello, hello, hello! Okay, I'll try you back later in space communication. And now, who am I gonna gut first? Oh, hey guys, uh, any of y'all know how to unclog a space toilet? I just decided who dies first. <laughs> now, say hello to the business end of my gutting blade. Oh, oh, uh, oh my guts. Oh, oh no, it can't be. Oh shit, is Charles the contractor dead? He must be. His blood's balling up and floating all over the bridge. Whoa. And now, who will help me decide who dies next? I am Hillbilly Willie. Oh, holy hell! Who are you? I literally just said it. I am Hillbilly Willie. I was down in the North Busheltown woods seconds ago. I was just about to rip the spine from a pair of teenage lovers when I noticed these blinking lights in the sky. I was curious, so I flew right on up. You see, the North Busheltown woods belong to me, and so does the space above it. Well... You look like some kind of disgusting, glowing pig man to me. And them overalls you wearing could use some Tide with bleach. To be honest, I can't believe you would dare speak to me this way. Me, the master of night and pig farming, I'm actually quite taken aback. And you about to be taken to front. You see, you a pig man who snuck in here somehow, and how good a pig or a man. It don't make no difference to me, because I am the Gasville gutter. You were. Now you're a pile of ashes. <laughs> now that was fun with a capital F. I've got to kill more often. I just can't let myself get lazy. Wait, weren't there some other expendable meat bags floating around in here? Hmm, I'll find them. Hey, I bet if I look at that window I can see my house from here. I told you this Halloween would be the opposite of heaven for Cliff and Kendall. From your stony silence, I could tell you didn't believe me. But now, you know the truth. During the violent face-off between Hillbilly Willie and the Gasville Gutter, Cliff and Kindle and their friends scrambled silently back to the captain's deck. Ah, yes. The captain's deck. The place where the story ends. Help! How do you lock a sliding space door? Does it matter? Hillbilly Willie can just burn a hole through it. Ow! Hillbilly Willie just kicked me in the butt! Oh, no, wait. It's Charles the Contractor's body. Why did we drag that in here again? Isn't he already... No, he's got a pulse. It's faint, but he's still alive. We've got to get him to a hospital. A hospital? How do we do that? They could take an escape pod. They're right over there. Oh, praise Christ the newborn king. Ow! Charles the Contractor kicked me again. Oh, no, wait. It was the pumpkin. It floated loose somehow. The escape pods are so small we won't all fit. You guys take the left one. Just get in and jam Charles the Contractor up there in the overhead compartment. Kendall and I, we'll take the other one. Right, Kendall? Uh, yeah. We'll take it right after you guys blast off. But, Bowers, I don't know how to fly this crazy thing. I believe we pushed this large red evacuate button. And if you need anything else, just press ground control and Terry will talk you down. Okay, you've got to go. Hillbilly Willie could be here any second. See you on Earth. We love, love you, you boys. Love, love you. you.
Now we're alone on the real Space Express with Hillbilly Willie. And no escape pod. Well, we've got one. It's just out of order. So it's like not having one. I just told them to use the other one because I assumed we'd come up with a plan and not really need an escape pod. Yeah, I thought we'd come up with a plan too. That's why I agreed. So, what's the plan? I was hoping you had one. Let's just think really hard for a second. Okay, if we get rid of Hillbilly Willie, we won't need an escape pod. Once he's gone, Terry the Temp sends a rocket or does something from the ground that rescues us. I like it. So, how have we gotten rid of him in the past? Oh, I hate when you ask me that. (sighs) There was a time we did a spell with shampoo, but we don't have the book with the spells. What did we do last year? I don't remember. (sighs) Wait, wait. One year, wasn't there something with perfect pitch? I could try to sing him away. It's worth a shot, but there must be other ways. Let's keep thinking of more and more possible plans until he finds us. Okay. Come up with anything yet? <laughs> um, uh... Come on, sing! I'm trying to. I, I can't... I can't remember the words to any songs! What? What, what about Madonna? Think of a Madonna song! <sighs> what was that one... I think it was about sex or dancing, maybe. Oh, how did it go? (laughs) Demon mind block. One of my specialties. And now to do something I should have done years ago. Kill you two. But I thought you liked us. Don't we remind you of your pigs? Yes, you are both very pig-like. But not enough to keep me from killing you. And I'm not sure, but it must be something about this space air. It's really rekindled my love of killing. I don't know if you'd believe it. But I've only slaughtered 16 people this year. What have I been doing with my time, right? Well, no more. After I get rid of you fatsos, I'm going on a comeback killing tour. 16 people a year. (laughs) Try 16 a night. I'm really going to dig in and start slaughtering again. Maybe I can find an orphanage or an old folks home to get me back into the groove. Oh God, what have we done? But as I said, you two die first. Oh yes, you must both die. I'll see to that if it's the last thing I do. But how to do it? Decapitation? Disemboweling? I'm going through a phase where I really enjoy burning people alive, but I just did that a few... What happened? What happened? I had my eyes closed in terror. The pumpkin! It floated in Hillbilly Willie's head! It knocked him out! Oh shit! He's just floating there, unconscious. What do we do? Uh, uh, uh quick! Push him into the hypersleep chamber! What's that keypad? I think it's a timer. I'll I'll press this max button. How long will he be stuck in there? I don't know. Well, what do we do when he wakes up and explodes his way out of there? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So, he wakes up while we're still here. He kills us. And then he goes on a comeback killing tour of Busheltown. Countless others die, right? Right. Okay. He wakes up after we leave on a rocket that Terry sends... Then he goes on a comeback killing tour, in which he fulfills his promise to kill us, and then countless others, right? Right. Well, please tell me you've thought of a better scenario. I have. Snodbottom's Hole. Snodbottom's Hole? Snodbottom's Hole? The black hole Mr. Snodbottom discovered. If we can get Hillbilly Willie into it. He can't escape. Nothing escapes a black hole. Not even light. Elmo taught me that. He'd be stuck in there forever. But how do we... The escape pod's out of order. I bet I can take command of the captain's controls and steer the real Space Express into Snodbottom's hole. But if you do that, how can... Oh. No matter what we do, we die. You're right. It's the only way. Look at him floating there in the hypersleep chamber. 
I lost count of how many people we knew that died because of him. And think of all the people we didn't know. 16 people this year. People with friends, family, co-hosts, maybe. We can stop it. We have to stop it. Can you really work the captain's controls? I think so. If I just... We are now in manual overdrive. There's Snodbottom's hole on the view screen. There's no gas pedal. How do I accelerate? What about this over here? It says thrusters. That must be it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Thelma? Okay, Luis. Thrusters engaged. Here we go! <laughs> what is it? What Snod is it? Bottom's hole! <laughs> We're gonna die! <laughs> it's Snod Bottom's, bottom's hole! <laughs> All our times have come But now they're gone Come the last night of sadness It was clear we couldn't go on The door was open and the wind appeared The candles blew and then disappeared The curtains flew and then he appeared Man, don't be afraid Come on, baby and we had no fear We ran to Started to fly Looking back when we said goodbye We have become like boys Taking his hand Become like boys